Welcome to the Carl Reader Show. Hey guys, Carl Reader here with an Unlocking the Magic episode today. Now, for those of you who've watched my videos or listened to my podcasts, you will know that my Unlocking the Magic episodes are a little bit different from the Be Your Own Boss interviews and the bullet point business briefings, which are more about learning about the basics of business. Instead, Unlocking the Magic episodes are really focused on the learnings that I've had, whether that's through dealing with my clients or in my own business. It's about the stuff that I've learned along the way and that I can pass on to you guys to hopefully help take your business to the next level. So whilst this content is most suitable for businesses that have got to a point where they already have employees, they already have customers, they might already have a premises, etc. I would hope that they would be of interest to those who are aspiring to get to that stage to show them how to get to the next level. So today I really want to talk about the subject that actually I live and breathe day to day, which is scaling a business. It's what I do in my job, it's what I do in my role, it's how I help others. Pretty much every conversation that I have is in relation to scaling a business. Because look, if a business wants to stay at the same level, then actually it's going to be declining through the natural laws of attrition, okay? Client churn, etc., etc. That's just how the world works. Now, I've got a fairly rigid set of beliefs of what needs to be in place before you can scale a business and the systems and processes that you need to consider. So they are what I want to share with you within this episode. So first things first, before you scale a business, I think that you need absolute clarity on what I like to call the management jargon, okay? It's the stuff that I learned during my studies. It's the stuff that I'm sure you've heard about from management books and so on, but you haven't really thought was important. Now, there is or will be separate episodes on all of these things, so I don't propose to go into any depth on them. But what you need is a crystal clear vision. You need to understand what your business is, where it's going to be, who does it serve, why does it do it? And you need to have that encapsulated in such a way that when you mention it to others, they get it immediately. Okay, so let's take D&T, my core business, as an example here. The vision is adding value, not numbers. Really, really simple, okay? It's four words but it sums up everything that we do. Our funding business, funding the dream. Our advisory business, unlocking the magic. Really simple ways of summarizing what we do, why we do it, how we do it, in as simple and as transferable a way as possible. Now, the reason why it needs to be simple and transferable is that you need to persuade people other than yourself, your partner, uh, your kids and so on. You need to persuade your teams and they will take things in all different ways. And if it takes you half an hour to distill your vision onto them, then you're not gonna do it and they ain't gonna listen. So you need to make sure that you have that in a very short and snappy format. Next up, you need to really understand the values of your business. Now again, I've got a separate episode on this. If it hasn't been uploaded yet, you will see it soon. I've got a method of how I generate the values. But the key for a scaling business is to make sure that the values aren't restricted to the personal values of the entrepreneur. Look, I've got my own personal values 
and my business has its own values. And there's some crossover between the two of them. You know, certainly passion is one that comes up within the two of them, but the words that we use for each one is slightly different because the team helped to decide the values that should be in place for Team DT. I decided the value that should be in place for my own personal brand. And there's nothing wrong with having two sets of values provided they aren't contradictory. Next up, you need to understand your stakeholders, who you are doing it for, and make sure that that's summarized as well. So again, in a separate episode, I explore my five stars model. Whoever your stakeholders are, however you define it, make sure that you've got it defined. So they are the first three things that you need to do. To wrap up that underlying foundation, you need to make sure that you're sufficiently protected. Now, what do I mean by protection? You need to make sure that if there's anything you need a legal document for, get it in place, whether it's a shareholders agreement, whether it's a vendor agreement, whether it's a supplier agreement, whatever that agreement is, use this as your opportunity to tidy up. Make sure that you've got your trademarks in place. Make sure that there's no skeletons in the closet that can come in because you know what? When your business goes from doing £10,000 a month to 100000 to a million a month, mistakes and problems and bumps are a lot more painful, okay? When you're feeding other people other than just your family, when you're paying other people's rent and mortgage and household bills, it becomes a whole much tougher for you. So make sure that you've got as much protection in place. Once you've got that underlying foundation ready, you can then start to look at what I believe are the four key pillars of scaling. Now, the first one is your funding model. You need to really work out how you're going to scale your business. Are you going to look at debt finance or equity finance? Are you going to be going for debt finance to the bank or to an alternative lender? Are you going to be looking at um, if you're equity finance, you could be looking at VCs or you could be looking at angels. Are you going to be looking at perhaps mezzanine finance? All of these things might be words you've heard of, might be words you haven't heard of. Whatever the case is, make sure that you're clued up on your different options. Make sure you understand what kind of options work for your business, for where you are at the moment, and map out your future funding rounds as well. So that when you scale your business, you've got a roadmap, you understand the points in your journey at which you're going to need funding and broadly how you're going to achieve those. Make sure that you build relationships with your financiers. Make sure that you put out the right noises from day one so that your business is prepared to be funded at any point. Now, this will include things like making sure you've got a robust business plan, making sure that you can demonstrate your growth versus budget, all of those things that we know we should be doing. Secondly, is to make sure that you've worked out what your growth model is. Now, your growth model might be organic growth, that you just look to continue doing as you're doing, um, marketing to customers, growing organically, but with more money behind it and more rocket fuel. It might be that you look to um, perhaps acquire other businesses. So this is where you'll go to market. You will find um, businesses that you can purchase at what you believe is a reasonable value, a fair win-win value, However, when added to your business, the value of a combined entity grows because it's a bigger player, less risk, etc., etc. Um, it could be that you look to grow through licensing or distribution agreements or franchising. You know, there's a number of different ways, and there's pros and cons of each of those. 
I would suggest that they are probably more suited to a separate episode rather than to go into all of the different growth models at this stage. So I will cover those at some point later on in the series. But just be aware that you need to deliberately choose a growth model. Now, not all growth models are suitable for all businesses. So you need to, much like funding, you need to be aware of them. You need to learn what the terms mean, understand how they could work for you. Perhaps take advice on a number of them now, given your plans of where you're going to go, so that within your business plan, you can plan your growth in a certain fashion. Next up is your management structure. Look, management of people is one of the toughest things that you can do in your business. Okay, trust me, I, I know this. I know that the management gene is possibly one of the um, least developed genes within my body. Um, it's not a natural thing for any of us. It's something that we have to learn. It's a skill. There comes with it some personal traits that help. However, in your own business, you probably developed towards becoming a manager through your own experiences. You've become the accidental manager in that you employ someone, then you employ someone else, then you employ someone else. All of a sudden, you've got 10 people relying on you for instructions and what to do each day. Now, that's not necessarily the best way of managing. You might have brought with you some experiences from the corporate world, for example, but you actually need to, within your business, design a management structure that can scale. So you need to understand what your span of control is, uh, what your manager's span of control will be. You need to understand what your functional relationships, your lines of communications will be. You need to understand how you want your teams to report to each other, how ultimately you want your boards to be accountable. Um, you need to understand how all of this jigsaw is going to fit together. I did a cracking episode, if I do say so myself. Um, I think it was episode five or six. You would need to check back on my recent videos or podcasts on a book called Reinventing Organisations, which describes what I do within my business. But your business may well be different. So you need to decide for yourself how your management structure is going to look. And then the final piece of that jigsaw is your leadership structure. Because it's all well and good you being the figurehead of a business, but the likelihood is that you cannot fulfill every single role on a board. Take myself, for example. I know that there's certain boxes I can tick, but there's others that I wouldn't be able to. You know, the one that I would say would be outside of my skill set would be chief operations officer. That just doesn't go with how I do things. I don't have that engineering mindset. So you need to understand how your board composition will look. But more to the point, rather than repeating the mistakes of management that you might have made with direct team members, you need to work out how you're going to mentor and develop your board. How are you going to help them grow to the next level so that they can grow personally, so that their interests can be aligned with your business? Will that be through remuneration, through stock options? Will it be that you, through their targets? Will it be through the development of their teams? You need to decide exactly how that looks so that not only can you replicate yourself at a management level, but you can also replicate yourself at a leadership level. So there we have it, guys. That's my whistle-stop tour of scaling a business. Um, obviously, it helps if you've got a business that's profitable. It helps if you've got a business that's successful. But you know what? It's those kinds of businesses that the Unlocking the Magic series is for. 
If you do decide to embark on the scaling journey, please do check out our sponsors at the end of the podcast. You know, I'm sure they'd love to hear from you, including DNT. Um, if you've enjoyed what you've heard so far, please do subscribe either on YouTube or on my podcast. You can follow me on all sorts of social media. Listen, I would love to hear from you on social media. If you've got any areas that you'd like me to discuss, please do reach out and let me know how you get on. Thank you for listening to The Carl Reader Show. If you enjoyed it, please subscribe and tell your friends. This podcast was brought to you by our sponsor, D&T Advisory, helping you unlock the magic in your business by adding value, not numbers. Find out more at www.team-dt.com. QuickBooks, helping UK small businesses stay on top of their finances.